Welcome to the Visual Div. I'm your co-host, Aline Tobin, and I'm here with the host, Matt, <laughs> who refused to do the intro. <laughs> I wanted to share the love. I wanted to share the love. How are you, Matt? Very good, thanks. Very good. Yeah. Um, what is it? Hump day today? Wednesday hump day? Is it? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. So, um, but I don't, like... As a freelancer, I'm not sure I have hump days. I have, well, hump days is meant to be the middle of the week, isn't it? You know, you're neither here nor there. It's the furthest point from the weekend that you can get to. But I think when you're freelancing and you're doing it from home, it ebbs and flows so much that sometimes Wednesday can be like, awesome, I can go and hang out with the family today because I don't have any work to do. And- <laughs> And then nothing's come in, so I'm on enforced yeah. holidays. <laughs> yeah, well, say that. That's exactly kind of what's happened this week. Is hey, we'll we'll have all these assets delivered to you by Tuesday night, and then you wake up Wednesday morning and you're going, "Where are the assets? I can't do anything." But then on the on the flip side, another client came in. With, a, with all their assets that I didn't know when they were coming in. And they came in last night. So I was like, right, move the chairs around the, the deck and get on with another stuff. So it's, yes, it's, it's a good Wednesday. Good Wednesday. It's a good Wednesday. I'm, I'm also doing, interesting, I'm also working for my brother-in-law. He's launching a yogurt brand in Ireland, which is pretty cool. I, li- I like working with um, startups that aren't just techie. Mm. They're just, they're products, you know? So I'll be able to go to the shop, hopefully, and go, hey, I've created a website. I thought you said you were going to be modeling for it or something and see my face on the (laughs) (laughs) Well, you say that. The the, the way he's doing it is very, very bootstrapped. So I would not be surprised if um, part of the family had called in to do some modeling shots on the farm with standing next to some cows in the field saying, hey, we're from Port Leash. Port Leash, dairy <laughs> and yogurt. Mm-mm. Sounds so exactly, good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was up, I was up quite late last night because they sent through the product shots and, and they were very different to the product shots that I'd used previously for the website. So I was remodeling them, uh, re redoing them in Figma and then wrapping around the 3d model and then putting them in the website. So, I was up till about midnight last night doing that, which was all right. Yeah, I kind of had a late but, one um, as well. I'm, I've had a mental couple of weeks because there's been like a in, in the middle of a soft launch of this this uh, web app that I've built for a company, and it's uh, yeah, it's just things aren't <laughs> quite ready, so it's yeah, been a bit stressful just trying to get things over the line yeah yeah there's such a fine balance isn't there between having a deadline that's exciting to hit and then getting close to that deadline and realizing especially with a web app a web app has lots of dark corners and ux patterns that you need to deal with that maybe a flat sort of marketing website doesn't deal with and then boom you've got to deal with all this stuff because you want to go live and then the panic sets in and you've just got to keep the lid on the panic enough that you're excited to get the stuff done, but not too much that you just get laid back and go, hey, it'll be all right. You know, you need you need a little bit of panic and a little bit of, but not too much. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. A, bit of, a deadline is good. Um, the deadline got pushed a bit, but there's a hard deadline now for Monday. And now, yeah, there's a bit of, bit of just kickback because staff aren't trained on how to use the new product and it's kind of yeah it's a bit there's internal stuff that's a bit stressful but but um it's it's been an unbelievable process of trying to figure it out so yeah hopefully it'll get the green light and yeah we're also in the middle of like a transition from a previous kind of environment that users were in and trying to move them over to this one so the what hap- what there is is like there's this fallback of like oh if things aren't perfect which we know in tech nothing's ever perfect then let's just use the old product but it's kind of getting to um this stage where i'm managing two products 
and one is kind of, I keep calling it a zombie. <laughs> we need, yeah, so it, it needs, it needs to just, you know, have, have a nice, uh, send off at some stage. So we need to get, we need yeah. to get people onto this product, uh, or else it will just be like more users that are on this old product. So, but yeah, I I remember doing that with a, with a product team that I worked on. You have the, you have the old product, but with that comes the old way of doing things. Mm -hmm. So everyone in the company from yes, the product team and that maybe the marketing team and maybe the sales team are, have been consulted quite a lot in the way that they use the product or how their customers use the product. So they get exposed to the build process and the design and build process quite early. But you don't ever engage with the accounts team or the or the data team as much because it's very kind of front-endy, exciting, sexy stuff going on, you know? And then you do this launch and the migration and you tick all the boxes and then someone from accounts comes and like, I'm just trying to pull this report. And you're like, uh, what, what <laughs> report? Like, no one told me about, about yeah. this report. The, yeah, yeah, we used to, we had this little macro going that went in and downloaded the CSV and put it into this and da 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 da. It's like, okay, that's that's cool. We'll, we'll put it in the in the um, in the pipeline in the roadmap to sort out. It goes, no, 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 I need it today because if I don't do that, then suppliers don't get paid. Da 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 da. da. And it's that's where the product stuff is so different from building marketing sites. Marketing sites, you can almost you can touch things, you can see things, you know, and there's bugs and, you know, you've got things like the redirects, which and alt tags and accessibility that kind of sit below the surface that people don't maybe think about. But with a with product stuff where you've got databases and other stakeholders pulling from all, like it is, it's a full on, and you, you realize why it costs a lot of money to have mm. teams to build these things because it's, it's a skill. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm lucky in the fact that like we're, like it's starting from the ground up like I'm, we're not completely we kind of caught the zombie early enough when we realized that there was a there was value in what we were trying to do so the migration is relatively seamless but um but yeah it just hasn't happened yet but on top of that like you were saying like i got a surf in yesterday so was able to like it's not all bad. yeah get smashed around by the ocean for an hour and um put things into perspective See, yeah having having only done only been surfing probably 10 times in my life um most of those times probably couldn't be called surfing more like swimming with a board <laughs> next to me um i i did the last time i went surfing was on the welsh coast with my friend and I literally got battered by these waves for about 40 minutes. Um, he had a great time, I think. I didn't see what he was doing because I was underwater most of the time. That's but I can Im imagine just, it just, you just come out. It is like a washing machine. You just come out, walking on the beach going, I've just been fighting with water for 40 minutes. I didn't realize it was 40 minutes, but I was, I've been there for 40 minutes and I feel unbelievable. Like my head, everything about me is just, it's just fresh. And it, and even though I hadn't caught a wave, I hadn't got anywhere near catching a wave. I couldn't get past the damn wave to catch a wave. I felt like I'd, I was like, yeah, I'll do this next week. This is cool. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a lot of punishment with it sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny, it's a funny activity. But um, I was actually yeah. surfing with a Welsh lad yesterday, just out of, just randomly, and he's he he grew up surfing on the Welsh coast. So yeah, we went off to this place, that's um, pretty isolated. You walk across a field, you hang out with some, with some bullocks, some baby cows, and then you just walk to an end end of a point, and it can be, it could look like nothing, and then. Yeah, you have to get off these like pretty. You're basically scaling down a tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny cliff, and jumping off rocks, <laughs> and trying to time it in between the waves so that you don't get washed over to other rocks. <laughs> a wonderful spot, though. <laughs> I leave that. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Sounds it, amazing. it is though. It's pretty nuts. Like no. you're in these spots and you're looking around the place, 
like north you're seeing the cliffs of moors south you're able to see a bit of the outline of the coast it's it's pretty wild and sometimes you get like um seals and dolphins popping up beside you so it's kind of cool yeah you like where you live is is unbelievable like people f- travel from around the globe to get a bus from dublin to get like 10 minutes with where you live to go back and that's the highlight of their trip and you just live on that doorstep it's pretty yeah wonderful. well that that's true but it it took me leaving ireland for nearly two years to cop on and figure out that i'm you know <laughs> i'm from a beautiful part of the world like i left and i went to traveled from like new york down to new orleans over to california down through mexico into nicaragua and like then back to europe you know over the course of two years and it was just like um i literally left on the 12th of the 12th 2012 saying i'm never coming back to ireland ireland was deep in recession there was the world recession and then there was an irish recession and like my plan was probably to end up I didn't have a plan. I was, I don't know how old I was, 24, 25. I just was done with Ireland. My plan was to end up over in Australia, maybe, maybe New Zealand, maybe just maybe Canada, anywhere but Ireland. And two years later, I end up back in Ireland with a Canadian girl who's now my fiance. <laughs> so yeah, mad. <laughs> who, you, who you met in who Nicaragua. Met in Nicaragua, yeah. Mad. Yeah, that's that's the best yeah. way isn't it but it literally took me to leave to realize how beautiful it is here and since then yeah. since i moved back to so i live in county clare since i moved back to county clare my whole like modus operandum is to how do i not have to commute from here and how do i get to stay here and that's where software development and webflow came in mad it is mad it is mad and yeah, that that's I think it's everyone's dream, isn't it? Like we're trying to move from Dublin because Dublin's it's a city, it's congested, it's it's lovely, but it's and we're trying to move into the Midlands because that's where family are from. That's where the yogurt and, is. But it's nothing. That's where the yogurt is. That's where the uh, the dairy farm is with the yogurt. Uh, but there's no there's nothing there. There is something there. It's beautiful, but it's not as beautiful as going to Clare or Kerry or Mayo, which are beautiful but they're miles from anywhere yeah the, the... so there's a there's a, a like a a tension between waking up in the morning and walking out the door in mayo where my wife's from and going oh my god this is this is pretty cool to walking out the door in port leash when actually you're still going i'm in the middle of fields here like for miles around there's fields there's countryside there's mountain bike trails there's camping spots there's you know, it's pretty damn cool, but it's not dramatic. You know, it's not, it's not wild. It's not the, the bit. No, no. It's every field has got a cow in it that has been agriculturally positioned to make the most milk possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very, very different. Now, it's not very touristy, which is the is Midlands are beautiful. Sometimes. My, um, my, um, my family are yeah. from my parents. Both sides are from County Mead. And it's just like, yeah, it's a different kind of beautiful, but it's, an, there's, the towns are more well-kept and older. I suppose it was wealthier there back in the day. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a different, there's a different beauty in the Midlands. I love it. Yeah. I don't get so, it often, but I do love yeah, it. Yeah, any, it is nice. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be there soon, but um, anyway, enough about the, the, uh, geography of ireland well, actually i could talk about this all day because it's a, it's like wales like where i'm from it's just it, people don't realize how good it is um and how beautiful it is and if you can get the lifestyle it's like there's no reason yeah. to leave you know um but we we had planned we, yeah we had planned to talk about a another kerfuffle a twitter kerfuffle this is another twitter kerfuffle about a big a big dog saying they've had enough of Webflow and they were leaving. And as Claudia from Floxy said, what's with all the drama? <laughs> <laughs> so much drama. I'm paraphrasing here, but she used so the word much drama. drama. There was tons of drama yesterday. Yeah, was it yesterday or the day before? It was a 
it was probably only an hour actually on Twitter. Like, bah! Twitter goes nuts for an hour. Yeah. Um, but um, it was it was my favorite um, my favorite account, uh, Design Joy, the Design Joy account. Right. Brett from Design Joy wrote a letter, a love letter. No, it, it was wasn't a, a love letter, letter, was it? It was a um, breakup letter. He called it to say that Webflow had asked him to pay a lot a lot of money for the servers and he wasn't um he didn't think he was using as much bandwidth as they said he was and yeah he was he was breaking up with webflow as a as a tool for his website stroke whatever he uses it for um and then obviously webflow came back in and saved the day and said oh it's a big mistake don't worry about it because you know because obviously he's a He's a bit of a big deal on the Twitter sphere. He has got lots of followers, um, but yeah, it um, it was interesting. It, it you know there are moments like that where it go. You're knocking, you're knocking Webflow, my darling <laughs> Webflow that I tr- I try and sell to clients as as a as a fair, honest, um, dynamic, progressive platform, and you're coming out with pretty incendiary tweets. Rightly or wrongly, um, that that say it's they're they're trying to get one over and they're they're corporate greed and all this kind of stuff. Um, so it did catch a lot of um, a lot of people. Like the, I think there's probably two sides: people who say love, but people who um, follow the design joy story and mentality with the idea that you know one man can build a two million pound business designing websites on his own every day. And then you've got the flip side and I'm in this camp where I'm like, you're just selling courses. <laughs> you're just selling courses. And uh, we were chatting about it, weren't we? We were chatting about it um, yourself, Ben and I, and just trying to see what what, what impact do tweets like that have? And um, maybe this is an opportunity for us to, to talk about the unlimited subscription design subscription build subscriptions that have been trending in the last six months yeah um yeah so there's so with the particular tweet like it was the numbers he was talking were huge i think he said 70 grand a month that webflow was asking him for i can't remember now but it was pretty nuts yeah well that that would be enter like enterprise level and the claim was that that um there was an estimate of like a ridiculous amount of traffic. And then because this traffic was so large that there was this huge, huge um, fee. So like, I I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know if this is true or not, but like Jesus did it get attention. And I'm on a few different like WhatsApp groups and Slack channels. And a few people were like, do I need to consider my uh, my job? Because if first of all, if the tweet was true and accurate, and that was the type of stuff that was coming in your inbox, and because your business has grown at a particular in a particular trajectory and gone better than expected, then you're going to be massively penalized for having that amount of traffic. So that's one thing. If you were a business owner, you'd be like, hey, hang on a second. When I get to this stage, I'm going to get absolutely screwed. So that's if the claim is true. And then if the claim is untrue, that particular tweet is telling other businesses that Webflow is not the platform to work out of. And, you know, Webflow will survive. Webflow is a huge corporation. But it's the people who are making their money off Webflow that are more affected. So in the, the the tweet, there was tons of designers. I say designers saying that the best, that's why you don't design on Webflow, even though the Webflow is a development tool. So designers, it is a development tool, no matter how much easier it is to develop on. But there was tons of people bagging on it and promoting other platforms and and all this. And, you know, kind of is it called dogpiling when you jump on a tweet like that and just like in inflame the rage but yeah the thing that like got me is more 
the potential risks risk to workers and their people who've set up businesses based around uh, based around Webflow. And I think someone with the platform like uh, your man DesignJoy have like actually a responsibility more so than just making money themselves to not uh, to not in um, potentially risk other people's um, income. So that, that's the way I come. Yeah, from that. but like, no, I I think you 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 bang on with the with the um, the approach there or the assertion. But I think someone like that, and this is just my opinion um, from you know looking at things for the last couple of years, is like it's a viral tweet, it's incendiary, it kind of what it's what gets engagements, likes, retweets, comments, da 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 da. Regardless of the truth, you know what do they say about about falsities it's like it's traveled halfway around the world before the truth comes out um and then you're in you know then you're in the the, the truth will has to catch up if someone says something like that um so whether it you know i i would assume it happened i assume there was a mistake somewhere there was a bit of comms that came out or an email got sent in a in a way that shouldn't have um i wouldn't doubt that it's just i guess the the idea is someone's jumping on that and going whoa this is a this is a good little subject for us to... It's a bit of clickbait. A lot of clickbait, maybe. We are definitely and, riding well, the wave of this clickbait. <laughs> we are. We're, talk, we're talking about yeah. it. We're talking about it, yeah. And we you know, we might even have called this podcast... I'm, you know, I'm out of Webflow. I'm like, I'm done with Webflow. Like, that might be the title of the podcast. No, it won't be. But, um, um, but yeah, I think... I think if it was anyone else, say if, if it was a... a say another a person that i respect in the webflow world who had a balanced view on stuff then i would then i would be very concerned from my end of the point um i think yes maybe there'll be some people who are following that account um that are considering webflow in the future whether it's personally or for the business and yes it you know once you've heard something you can't unhear mm. it and that's going to have an impact on their decision making um now, you know, it, that's not to say that that the enterprise sort of plan and the way Webflow scales anyway in terms of pricing, you can get into that kind of trouble. Like you can get into that. It's not like it goes from 20, 40, 100. It goes from 20, 40, 60 grand. There, there is no middle ground. There is no sort of scaling of pricing now, is that, when it comes is that to that 60 hosting. grand a year or 60 grand a month do you know i don't know um, what the pricing are i think it's i think it's 60 grand a year as far so, as i'm yeah it's 60 grand what a i year. found interesting was like the numbers that were claimed in that tweet were insane um but also i find it interesting that the tweet has been removed so if the tweet was letter factual what was this is my opinion absolutely no evidence to back this up but if that tweet was <laughs> exactly what was sent to that person then i don't see a reason why you would have to remove the tweet if there was little white lies or porky pies in there or if things were inflamed ever so slightly or exaggerated well then i'm pretty sure the there would be some pretty we were talking about legal stuff the other day i'm pretty sure there will be um some potential ramifications there and that would be the reason that the tweet has been taken down that's just my my take on that yeah um very true but yeah um, it does kind of but yeah I, uh yeah i suppose that i don't know what the jump is from from uh business to enterprise but i do know it's quite large yeah, no, no, it is, it is large, and I know there's a lot of yeah, and, and you know, when funding comes into a business like Webflow, for example, they, and you know, we are, I guess, we're moving on to the idea like, what what is Webflow's pricing strategy here? Um, they have a, a great product. Um, they make their money by charging for um, workspace plans. So we as freelancers, on agencies, have certain plans, and that gives you certain features. And then the hosting of live sites has hosting plans, which, you know, industry standard is probably on the expensive side. 
um, but you get a lot for your money, and like it's it's re- I, I think it's it's worth it. But when you start going into the um, enterprise world, there's lots of different things that come with it, and they generally involve people, highly skilled support people that would work on your account and and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I don't know the the ins and outs. Although I worked, I've worked on quite a few enterprise sites before. Um, I've I've never seen the sort of translation of what that much extra cost for hosting gets you in terms of value um because again i'm i work on the front end side so a site i build is a one pager a two pager a five pager what whoever's <laughs> who's paying the hosting and how much they're paying is something that i i never dealt with at, at uh, agency level so um it is super interesting because it does in one end in one side yes there could be some porky pies there to increase the the appeal of the tweet for the haters to come on and diss on webflow and that has a knock-on effect on guys like ourselves and other agencies and they have to go maybe in there might be a few enterprise contracts that have sort of dropped because people have read this or asked agencies to explain actually what am i getting for my money kind of thing um but on the other side it i guess it does also highlight that maybe Webflow do need to work a little bit on this sort of middle ground um, pricing structure where, you know, it's not um, lots of money or or little little money. There needs to be a middle ground where the, the middle ground companies that are doing decent amount of traffic but don't need the enterprise package can, can operate in. So it's, um, yeah, it's super interesting. But also, I suppose... This is going on a tangent a little bit, but you know it does like the design joy thing has always burnt a like I I just don't like the the model that he uses. I'm not a fan. I don't really believe that he's sitting at his desk. Okay, he's not pod. Well, he does do podcasts, but he's like how he does what he does say he does to make all this money with I don't know how many clients he has that pay him five, six, seven, eight grand a, a month to do this unlimited design thing. Um, always has always left a bad taste in my mouth. Like there's one side of me think, is that because I can't do it? I'm not good enough and quick enough and efficient enough to do that? Or as I like to think it is, it's just, it, it's a little, uh, yeah, a few porky pies that's not really backed up with much evidence and has a few anecdotal stories that it doesn't quite work um but there's a there's a sales ploy it's a kind of you know i need to sell this course i need to create a success story i'm going to go all over reddit facebook twitter and tell the story and hacker news and every five minutes i'm on hacker news or um or any of those forums and going hey this is how you do it here's sign up to my course book a book a consultation with me yeah which is um, 250 dollars for 20 minutes so yeah, like yeah, if you like, reverse yeah so his, the twitter says 1.5 million per year so if you reverse engineer 250 dollars for 20 minutes that's 38 hours a week of 20 minute calls so there's your 1.5 million and like you know fair play if that's it but um just on the uh, the quantity Okay, there's there's a heap of design services or subscription services out there, and I've I've done them. Um, I've done so many different pricing things, but the design the design subscription I found really successful. Um, but I was able to manage maximum five clients in a month, maximum, and I would equate to about one client per day. And what what I loved about it was there was time to breathe. So client will come in and they're like, this is what I want. And it's like, okay, you want the world. You want the sun, the moon, and the stars. And I was like, you can't get that. That's just not possible. We can get you, you know, a rocket ship just coming off the, off the planet and we can target the sun. And we can figure out this problem that you have. And I've had, um, and that, that was so cool because instead of just like, here's a package. I'm selling you a package and at the end of that package you've got something and you're just you're you're getting in there you're listening to what they actually want and you're creating 
a product that is a business solution as opposed to just like here's five pages here's 10 pages this is what you get um and it worked really really well because not only was there time what i was saying there's breeding space it allowed me ask the right questions and keep asking the questions because if i thought the the there wasn't clarity in there and then because i knew that i had the security of that if this doesn't um like i don't have to get something done in a fixed price it's like we're going to work for a month and if if we get somewhere this is what we get and like you have to be really clear but if we don't get there then we have to roll on to next month and if next month we have something like is it actually the final product and if it if it's not is it good enough to get in front of clients and then can we get clients or users on it and can we get feedback from users and that's where it starts to get like really cool because now you're you're working continuously with someone and evolving that product um and that that i really enjoyed that kind of style of working with someone like you were i felt more like a fractional part of the company as opposed to like a, a, a subscription or whatever like but i wasn't when i was doing it like i wasn't just smacking out templates and maybe it's just the way maybe it's just the way that the um whatever marketing i was doing at the time the clients that i got back that you know i i i just got companies that had like a problem that needed solving but i could easily see working for an agency in this kind of capacity where you're um you're helping them produce landing pages or produce um websites microsites in a kind of an agile space i i, I could see it. it it has definitely got benefits and it's it can it, i really enjoyed it it works really well but I, I could only do five clients there's there's no way that i could have gone more than five clients if i could have gone more than five clients but then you know i'm i'm going into like 12 hour days and i don't want to do that well that see that was that's my my question with it is when when you sell and i'm not saying you did but when you sell say let's say five five thousand dollars for an unlimited webflow mm-hmm. development or unlimited design so um a lot of the, you know whether it's small print it's not normally small print but it's like one task at a time yeah so you have this uh, backlog of tasks and submit it and then you know i've got this conveyor belt of right change this next one change this next one change this next one and if there's nothing in the backlog i can't take any more and as a as a freelancer with that model i might say sign up five clients and go right i'll take one and then move to the next client take one take one just take take the top one and then move on to the next one and, t- and keep going until and some clients will run out some clients will have an ever everlasting backlog of stuff to do so the way i feel is is like there's it's it's a zero sum game here it's like one client is getting either getting loads of value for money because the quicker you work the um the more tasks you can go through whereas the, the client that you know and, that, and that's one of the arguments for this it's like yeah but it's not it's pun- it's not punishing efficiency well if i just go it's unlimited it's like right it took me five minutes to do that task then i move on to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and because i'm good at doing that and working efficiently I'm punishing myself for doing that because they're not paying me anymore. But likewise, if I'm if I've I'm not able to go through those tasks because I've got other clients to do, then the client is getting punished because they don't know what they're going to get at the start of the month for the money that they're paying. They're paying a fixed fee, and like let's let's talk about um, let's talk about an all-you-can-eat restaurant. You know, some sometimes if you go in with your with your partner, you know I'm. I'm, I will eat probably 50% more than my partner at, at any restaurant. So I might, you know, maybe I'll have dessert, whatever. But And all you can eat, you both pay you flat, flat fee, $50, and go in. And I 
take I eat two hundred dollars worth of food, whereas my my partner only only eats twenty dollars worth of food. So there's always there's always a disconnect. No, like I, I was going to do it with um, all you can drink brunches that you do, but you know not everyone does all you can drink brunches. So, but no, but you get what I'm saying. There's there's never there's always a winner and there's always a loser. Well, quantity isn't and, necessarily better value. No, it's, but it's not the quantity. It's the, the it's being sold on the quantity. Uh, so it's been sold as this unlimited for a set price, but it's not unlimited. Let, let's just be, let's just be clear, though. Like the, 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 a lot of these models are unlimited requests, but it is one task. So there, you know, I've seen people say, "Oh, it's disingenuous." It's not really. It's just saying that you, if you've got a thousand tasks, we can eventually do the thousand tasks, but we need to start at task one today, and. I suppose you're right. Like you could be, depends on how big or small the task is, but like this, my experience with one of these jobs, just getting the idea that the business owner wanted, like they had just to try and clarify that idea and create a site map of that idea took a month. It took a month and it, it took four weeks to no, figure I out know, the problem. But why... and that, was, that was creating a site map. In, in theory, it was the one task and we didn't move off it. But the iterations of it and the the consultation back and forth, and I, now I didn't do it all async. Like there was, we'd scheduled meetings in, and we did like video calls back and forth. But you see, sometimes like with with this particular one, there was like, it was a questionnaire, and it was it was, it it ended up with like, there was a hundred and eighty outcomes, from the start. But the business owner is just like, oh, yeah, and then we'll go to here and then we'll do that. And then because we'll... like everybody thinks about their mind and when your mind like it's so simple to get to that. But when you're like doing something that needs logic or needs like Webflow CMS integration or needs to then like, what is it, 180 outcomes to then redirect to nine products. Like when you're building something true like that, a lot of the a lot of the um, a lot of the. Um, effort goes into making sure that that is thought through correctly so you, no, you but, couldn't sell but regardless, you couldn't sell yeah, that regardless as a, of a package, the detail but but something is happening here so you would have put over that month you would have put a set amount of hours into that business to help them understand what they're trying to build you know whether you're building yeah. designing scoping you're putting a set amount of hours in so at the end of that month you could probably say okay I, I was basically, you paid me $20 an hour or 20 euros an hour, yeah, equivalent. So the next month comes along and I would say, okay, well, if you're happy with that, you're happy with $20, uh, 20 euros an hour and they're happy with 20 euros an hour, then why isn't that then followed through on the next month? Because the next month could be, you could do half as many hours for the same price. So they're getting, they, they might be going, well, I'm getting less value here. So essentially what, what you're doing is, what you're doing with Unlimited, you're going, right, we, someone is rolling the dice. Someone is rolling the dice at the start of that contract. Like from my end, I'm getting guaranteed $5,000. The client's going, I'm guaranteed, well, I'm not guaranteed No, they're guaranteed access to know. a highly skilled Webflow developer. I know, but how, but, how much access? Like if, the... if, if you say, look, if you've got 20, you get 20 hours of access to me, that's nice and clear, cut and dry, 20 hours. If they want to add another 10 hours on, you pay for an extra 10 hours. But it's cut it's cut and dry. Like I could do 20 tasks in an hour or I could do two complex tasks in an hour. But the, the number of tasks, whether it's unlimited or 10 or whatever, it doesn't actually matter. It's more I'm going to spend, like you do with work, like if I get paid a salary, I'm expected to turn up from nine to five, five days a week. That equates to a set amount of hours. Call it 40 hours a week. So there's a underlying contract that I get paid to turn up and whatever I do, I could be super efficient. I could be super inefficient. I could, there's lots okay, of- Okay, so just, you've, you've say, gone on two you know? different things there. So first of all, if an employee, 
someone is working month-to-month for someone, if no jobs come in next month, that employee still gets paid, right? And then there's busy times in the year. So that argument is, it doesn't make sense to me because if the jobs don't come in, you still have access to that employee. So with this subscription service model, you still have access to that developer and that developer is not going out hustling for more work because they've got access to them. The thing that you were saying there about the hourly one, yeah, like I understand it's clear, but also at the same time, you could quite easily go, that took me four hours when it only took you half an hour. You could easily do that. Like the, that, that's the, the, the same kind of issues and trust. They're still there. Like, and no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not a trust issue. It's, you, it's, no, you were um, just saying, you were talking the, about value and is the client getting value? And you're saying the client could get screwed over next month. Like these, these hourly contracts as well. Like if they don't get used in a month, they don't roll over. So it's the same, you're, it's just, you're selling the same thing. You're selling access to an expert. It's just a slightly different marketing tool. Um, I preferred this one because I didn't. No, I, I just, I disagree. I, I dis hundred percent disagree. You're not, it's not a different way of saying it. When you say, when you submit a task, one task and they go, you will get a response in one to two days or whatever the, whatever the, um, SOW Mm -hmm. is. That task could be as simple as uh, change the header on this page. And that takes one to two days, even though the the developer or the designer will do that in two minutes, the client is getting an SOW that that will take one or two days. When you're an employee, that's that doesn't. Uh, it does actually, because um, so just to be clear, what there is. It doesn't though. Yeah, it does. It? Like if, if you, someone, if, if my on. if my boss came over and goes, "Can you change that header?" and I go, "Yeah, well, it will take me ten and, minutes." And what if what it. if you have a deadline that day? What if you've like what if okay, your boss comes up to you, but then your boss's boss is expecting you to have something. It happens all the time. Like things. I know, if, but they if, have but they have an influence if, on if, that. They, I'm part of the same company. I what I can't do is turn around to my unlimited subscription and go. It will take me 10 minutes, but sorry, I've got another five clients that I need to deal with who are also paying five grand a month. So you have to get back to the back of the queue. Your task. Hang on a second. Just be careful. I wasn't charging five clients five grand a month. So just in case someone's listening, thinking that I was making 25 grand a month, (laughs) I was not. So. No, I'm not saying you you are. But you just keep saying, you keep putting it into this perspective of by five grand a month. And that's going to straight away have people thinking that I was making 25 grand a month because they're going to. No, so I'm, I'm just talking, hang on. I'm talking about design, design joy. I'm giving five, seven, eight. I don't see the month. difference between selling 20 hour package or 40 hour package a month or selling this service that jobs get done in a couple of days or get done in a shorter period of time. A lot of these subscription packages have 24 hour turnaround for small jobs, like what you were saying. Then they have their one to two day return based on semi-complex jobs and they also say that they have a longer turnaround based on more complex jobs and these things are communicated to the client so going back to your i can do that header in 10 minutes thing there is people out there that say minimum work is 15 minutes minimum work is 30 minutes minimum work is an hour so that same issue arises depending on any retainer that you have even if it takes me 10 minutes, that task took an hour. And that's what they're charging for. Yeah, so the, the lawyer model, like, like yeah, they, so when they pick up the phone, it's six, six like, minutes, they, it's a minimum. Six it minutes. just is a different way of doing things. Like, and I particularly liked it because I am shit at keeping time. And I would sell those packages at 10, 20, 30 hours a month. And I would just be, I would be just over delivering in terms of my time. And just for me, I found it easier to manage. The client got, the clients got the 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 work, the as good. They got better quality off me because I wasn't counting minutes and hours, and I wasn't stressed about counting minutes and hours. Now, but where do you get these minutes and hours from? Because the first time, the first client gets all of your time. The second client gets half of your time. The third client gets a third of your time. The fourth client gets 25% of your time. The fifth client gets a fifth of your time. It, and that's, I think, 
like I, I agree is that you have a limit and like the design joy I do not have a limit I'm so unbelievably good that I can charge seven grand a month for everyone and I can do 50 clients a month that's just like it's just it's just crazy how does right, someone so do th that this is where, got... so you're <laughs> You're like talking to me as if I'm Design Joy, and I'm kind of talking to you as if like no, I'm not. I've, no, I've, no. Yeah. So it's like we're, we're we're kind of having this discussion based on two different things. This comes back to the tweet where, <laughs> and we're both kind of like getting into it. But this comes back to the tweet where it's like that's where potentially there's, you know, are some white lies or are things 100% um, upfront because there is no way I could have done I. There's no way I could have done more than five clients. No way. Absolutely no way. And that's me by myself. Fucking. Yeah. So to be so to be clear, all of my uh, talk here has been about the model that Design Joy purports to push as something that people can do. And therefore he sells a course of productizing your service. And there are other people in the Webflow space who have come on and gone, Hey, I, I do 25 grand a month in unlimited subscriptions with one person. It's like, I'm, I'm a responsible freelancer and I understand that if I have five projects on and some are going to take more of my time in a month and sometime some are going to take less and you have to actively balance that. Like, you know, when a client comes in and goes, Hey, I've got this really exciting project on you're like, Oh, I've just taken on another one. Can I squeeze it in? Yes, I'm going to squeeze it in, but it means I'm going to work extra hours this month and you work your way around that. I completely get that. But that's at a, a, a management scale with a plus or minus 20% workload. We're talk What I'm talking about is this um, perception that you can sell unlimited um, retainers, for want of a better word, subscriptions, and, and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and just stack them on. I completely agree with your idea. Like if you get to five and someone else come in, to, hey, Ali, and I've heard you, you, you've got a great service. Can I join your subscription unlimited? You would, being the responsible freelancer, go, look, yes, but it will be another a member of my team who does that. Da, 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 da. or you bring someone in to help you out or you know that kind yeah of like thing. i had to but, so i had where, to stop it like i had to roll it back straight away because um it was yeah you you had to get i would have had to get someone in and like it was only for a short period of time when a couple of things overlapped and i was like this yeah. is this yeah. is insane but the the, hectic, the really it? nice thing then is having like one or one or two of them and then having projects coming in maintaining but essentially it's just a retainer it's just a different type of retainer. I, I think I think that's the elephant in the room for me is it's a retainer. Like I've been working for not not Webflow or web design or but in agencies for the last twenty years, since I started out of college, was straight into agencies who did retainers. And we made money based off media spend that we spent and they spent a certain amount of money and that was classed as a retainer. And as a result of that consistency of having a retainer, my agency could go, right, we're going to have two account execs, one account manager and one account director on your account all of the time. So if you've got a campaign coming up, those guys will be like there, boom, 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 smash it. When there's no campaigns, they're still there ready for you to go. So, so it, 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 it goes it's, back it to my a, point that businesses play for access. But Yes, but but no, I understand the access bit, but it's overplaying the access and the transparency of the access needs to be called out. It needs like like you're calling out there. It's like at five, I was like maxed out and I had to tone it down a little bit. If you'd gone to six, you your service level would have dropped considerably. But that's what annoys me by these um, these these people who have got who are saying it just works it just, well it has a it has a limit and it has a very good limit because you can't invent time and you can't be as if so efficient that you can I can like <laughs> I'm you can well yeah, that's that's what that's what confuses me it's like I'm I wouldn't be in the same way that I, I don't like counting hours when I deal with my clients um 
I used to do on a day rate. Mm -hmm. And that was because hours, I didn't want to deal with hours. And then I went to a day rate and I start to work out, okay, I'm charging for my time regardless of how quick I do it. So I, I get a, a day a day rate and then I would then estimate how much I can do in that day. And then it would be plus or minus. Some some days I would be really good and I'd do a um do it in four hours and I'd the chart the client would pay for eight hours. And then other times I would uh, be really slow or I'd come up to complexities that I didn't understand, had to work out, and I would take twelve hours, but I'd charge the client for eight hours for a day. So there are there are pros and cons with the with the day rate stuff. And then I saw a video by by Dan from Relu. I was literally who... going to talk about how they do it. There's a super interesting. Yeah, it's just the way he, he talked about how they did it on a on a project and a phase level. And then he went down to this um, by page level. So he prices out a page based on the complexity of that page. And I've started to adopt that. I've adopted it the last six months. And even with existing clients that I'd have done a day rate, I said, look, what I'm going to do, I'm going to look at these pages. I'm going to look at the complexity of the design, complexity of the dev, and the complexity of any integrations or content you want to add, or complexity of um, adding components in because you want to change them in the future, or how the CMS works, and all this kind of stuff and give it a complexity rating. And then that complexity rating will tell you how much, how much the, yeah, but so the, the you, you've just, will, will, but will you've cost. just moved on there to like pricing as opposed to like retainer based and the, the real, no, no, but, it, on, but, it's, re, but it's critical. The, it's critical. The real one was more that wasn't it even minimum of a day a month. And then they sell at add ons on top of that by half a day and a full day. And, they never do a request on the day that it comes in. They book someone in one to two, maybe three or four days and later, which is the same as the subscription base, just a different approach. And they do the work always based on a half day minimum. So it's like retainers are, are there to retain a service and a skill. And some days you win, some days you lose. Like there was, you know, I've done stupid hours like working till four or five o'clock in the morning to get stuff ready for you know nine or ten the next day on on um and even on projects that i've priced you know and and in these kind of subscription uh, any kind of retainer that i've had and and jobs it's just some days you win some days you lose um yeah the we should talk about pricing because at some stage because i'm yeah it's i've tried so many different models um no but we are kind of this this is a this is a chat ab about pricing because you know the, the tweet itself kicked off stuff about your your costs of the hosting and it, it comes from an account who pushes this make loads of money by not doing any work <laughs> or doing lots of work i don't know yeah, I, we're, I get we're, so we're confused going to get <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it winds me up and like, as I said, there's a little bit of me goes, is it winding me up because I can't execute this? Um, or is it winding me up because so many people seem to be buying into this idea that you can do and follow the numbers that, that this guy is purporting to do. And it's like, if, if, I, if I was the most efficient worker ever and I hit my desk at eight o'clock in the morning and didn't leave till seven o'clock in the morning, like, as you've said, I could have five clients max on that kind of system and I would be I would be rinsing it and I wouldn't be a very happy man. I'd be very grumpy. I wouldn't have any energy. I wouldn't be able to go to the gym. I wouldn't be able to hang out with my kids. Like, there'd be so many downsides to that. Well, maybe he just that, works his ass off. Maybe he works 24 hours a day. But he has, fifth, he has 50 clients. Like, there's not five. Well, you, you have to, to do 1.2 million a year. No, I'm sure he's... What? I don't know. I don't know what the numbers are. You you, ha you have to you have to have that many. Anyway, the long story short, there, there was a, a Twitter Spaces um, that Dylan set up uh, a couple of days ago, and there was some really good discussions on there about pricing and the nuances with pricing. You know, like yes, you, you can have unlimited means one thing to one and one thing to another, and then you have um, 
you have the retainer model, which the tr it's seen as this traditional old retainer model. And there are there are downsides and um, historical fallacies with the way certain big agencies would employ the retainer model. Mm. You know, there's, you know, not not having rollover hours or only a certain amount of rollover hours. And if you have to have three months to cancel it and all this kind of stuff that that doesn't necessarily buy into this flexible model of pay, pay your money, you get unlimited kind of model. That's So there's a lot of that. I understand where people are coming from. They're going, the old retainer model was broken. This new retainer model is is brilliant. And I just, I think there's a nuance between somewhere in the middle where you can have retainers. And I've spoken to uh, agencies I've worked with who have tried You've done the same. They've had unlimited and then they do hourly retainers like 40 hour packages or 20 hour packages. And it's the transparency that you get with clients when they go, hey, do you know what? I, I think I need 20 hours this month. I'm going to buy 20 hours. And what that does is means that I, I as a freelancer go, OK, I, I'm going to breathe. I mean, I'm not going to go after new leads. If a new lead comes in, I know someone's already booked me out. Um, I don't know necessarily what what they want me to do yet, but I know that they've guaranteed that they're going to use that those hours as effectively as possible. Now, that that is the the comfort zone that I feel is is the best place for anyone to start. So, it's it's transparent. It's well, going, I, you I, pay think, me the I think you're hitting the nail on the head there. It's just transparency and communication. It doesn't matter which way you're getting you're selling the retainer. It's about communication. Like, isn't it? Um, Flow Sparrow are very successful with the retainer model, and I know their number their number of clients is quite low. And Snowhouse used to do I don't know if they still do them, but they definitely did retainer models, and and they 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 had a, a lot more uh, clients, but they had a lot of staff. And um, so there is there is like ethical ways of of selling this, like there and there's quite like and Dylan's doing it at the moment. He seems to be. You know, working really hard at, at what he's doing, and and I've seen um, oh, what's there's there's been a few others that that have gone down this route, and there's there's even ones like where people are saying there's, you know, retainers unlimited, you know, small task retainers, and and yeah, like the, the word unlimited is just a marketing word, but like once you get talking to your client, it's like. This is how it works, and they either buy it or they don't. Like, if the client doesn't buy it, if they buy, if they don't buy it, they're not getting you know screwed over. But if you explain to them and tell them what what's going on, and they buy it, and they understand what they're buying, like the client knows what they're in for, and it it's that's it. It's it's the same. I just see them both as this, it's the same kind of model, but just marketed in a slightly different way, and you should just use the one that works best for your the way you work no no i'm 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 not saying i'm not saying you shouldn't use them i'm just saying i think i think sometimes there are people out there giving the unlimited thing this panacea yeah. and therefore it, it it doesn't as you rightly said it doesn't work for every client relationship it doesn't work for every freelancer but what i try and urge the caution is is do something that has love on both sides of the fence a lot of the times i hear the unlimited thing is all about yeah consistent income you know not punishing efficiency and all this kind of stuff which tends to sit on the freelancer side of you know making sure that you're nice and safe and you're getting a set amount and of what's wrong with that because it doesn't because it's it it hides there's nothing wrong with that that assertion but it often hides the 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 downsides or potential downsides that a client might face Hang on. You, if you, you sell keep them this talking thing. about downsides as if they're not the client is not getting the benefit of the skill set of the freelancer like no you no, keep no saying I'm, not, downsides. I'm saying i'm saying at what the end of the, the month benefits that, that the client gets <laughs> i've talked about the benefits but the the downsides are that some clients don't realize that unlimited isn't unlimited. But that's what I was saying. Like usually you have a meeting and you're but but it. it's it's false advertising. But, but also, advertising. hang on. Sometimes clients don't realize with their forty hour contract a month that they don't get the forty hours 
next month if they don't use them. You know, there's all sorts of ways that you can. But forty, yeah, but forty hours says forty hours. Well, what if the client it, doesn't? It's like it's, it's written in the light. You get forty hours. Well, what if they don't, you don't get, get any 40, more? What if than they that? don't use the forty hours? Does that mean they get eighty hours next month? Absolutely not. No, there are there are retainer models that say you can roll over, and there there are ones that say you don't. So like it's. It, it's, it's I know, but that's not that's so clear. That's so clear. You get forty hours, use it or lose it. That is the most. That's the clearest thing you can ever do. If I go to the shop and buy milk off someone and don't I use it, it, I I it's super clear. But if I go and say you've got unlimited milk, and then in the small print it says uh, you are only allowed two pints per day. Well, that isn't unlimited. Okay, so but it's a mar- it's a marketing ploy. People used to do it a lot, didn't they? You said like. You get unlimited refills. Oh, a, a fair usage policy of only one refill per day. That's that's kind of how this unlimited thing leaves a taste in my mouth. It's going, it's unlimited. It's not unlimited. There is nothing unlimited about this apart from the ability for someone to do unlimited requests. But even that has a limit because... You I'm know? pretty sure that every person selling this service has constantly said it's unlimited requests and then they clarify it very clearly on their websites. It's one task per time. And just going back to the 40 hours per month, if it's, if that also isn't explained right, a client could be like, I've got 40 hours a month. I could get 40 tasks done because it's 40 hours. And then one task takes 40 hours. And they're like, I thought I'd get more tasks done. It's all about communication. It's all about it. And, yeah, maybe. It, yeah, it, that's true. So like this is this has been a, heat, a heated discussion of, of two sides of the fence. But but I'm 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 pretty I, I I'm I'm very it's one of my bugbears. Like you, there's a lot of people I speak to about this. But the bugbear is unlimited is not unlimited. Your, your bugbear is someone selling something that isn't realistic. That's what your bugbear is. Your bugbear is that there's someone. Yeah, yeah the, the word unlimited is unrealistic because it's not actually true. In any sense of the word, it's not actually true. Um, so why use words which are designed to create this sense of um, unlimitedness when actually there is limits all over the place? They're all in the in the fine print, in the way you work, everything. Yeah, is I, I would still, you know, I you have to clarify that they're not hidden in the fine print. Usually people have three cards on their page where it's very clearly explained what they're getting in those products. Yeah. Okay. You don't like the name. Fair enough. As I said, the name unlimited is a marketing <laughs> name. It's a marketing tool to get someone talking to you and then you explain it. Um, like I'm just going to give another, like an example that is stuff that has happened to me where I've sold like 10 hours in a month and then they won't pay for the extra five hours or 10 hours that I've done. Like I've had that experience. So it's, it works both ways. Um, uh, yeah, it works both ways. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I, I, like it's happened. It's definitely happened to you as well that you haven't yeah, been but, paid ma- for work that you've done. I know, but that's that's so clear. It's like I have done the work, you pay the money, and they go, "Well, oh no, it should have been done in eight what? hours, and you did fifteen hours, so I'm not paying you." Like, it's you know that sucks as well. No, I know that, but there's there's a there's a, a trust issue there. But the unlimited is nothing to do with trust. It's to do with false advertising and Man, trying to be to so careful create, because there's create... a lot of people using it and they're not false advertising because their site not... is says it clearly what it is. The word unlimited is false because there isn't anything unlimited. It it takes someone to then unpick that and put in disclaimers about the word unlimited to make the word unlimited not false. Essentially, it's like if they just put you get unlimited for this price and that left it at that they there is nothing in the world that would protect them from they false don't. advertising anyway we're going we're going but back and don't. forth we're going back and forth we're, no i know we, but it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bugbear right. anyway to summarize my my end as well is there's there's a few accounts there's a lot of accounts out there to say unlimited for x amount and they seem to have got a, a big following and when they tweet people stand up and listen and they have you know, in in like all all walks of Twitter and Reddit, there are fanboys and fangirls <laughs> and no, but it's true. And sometimes they, as you said right at the start, sometimes um, they don't realize the weight, or maybe they do realize, but 
they have a responsibility to to not spread um, stuff or information that maybe doesn't hold true all of the time because it has an impact on um, big agencies, little agencies, freelancers, successful people. Like it has an influence and it starts conversations in lots of different corners of the world, which can have a detrimental impact on people's lifestyles. So it's it's definitely a responsibility. You know, when you get into that position, when you've got whatever tens of thousands of followers, you have a, a responsibility to 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 think twice about what you do. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's that would also be my case. My perception or my perspective on the word unlimited is just use it like use it but risk using it because you it doesn't mean what it means and i understand the marketing behind it i just think it's a craze that is completely fudging the good work of people who actually have proper thought out transparent communicated retainers that um you know it's yeah I don't know. I've twisted myself into all sorts of knots here. So. <laughs> yeah, look, it's yeah. We're... And we've been we've been going an hour and hour and five minutes. So I don't know. We can go on for another hour. And we'll want, just say um... the exact same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it can work. You think it doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look. Yeah. There's more than one ways to skin a cat, and. Hopefully, each yeah I, I yeah we'll just leave it there. It's um I yeah I think we should try and get back to actually like because there's so many different pricing models as well. I'd like to talk about pricing because yeah I ended up doing a few different things, so maybe we'll come up to that in, the ne- in another in another chat. Yeah, we'll 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 um we'll press stop on the record in the irish goodbye go and have a coffee goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. the irish goodbye bye 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 bye